It was a day that went borderline perfectly for the Golden State Warriors. Switch my audio input. Kylan, do I still sound okay? I you sound good. Yes. Do I sound good? Is my I got my mic here. You can't see it. But. In the middle of a cold open. But nonetheless, beautiful. <laughs> borderline perfect start for the Golden State Warriors and finish and day. The Warriors are the sixth seed. We're going to break down the playoffs and so much more next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game Time. And look, uh, we now know Saturday night on ABC will be Game One of the Warriors and Kings talking about tickets that you might want to use game time for because that's not going to be an easy seat to find. But nonetheless, the Golden State Warriors finished the season. I've never been so excited over them finishing as a six seed in my entire life, but six was the magic number. We'll get into the why of that. Hello, everyone. Hello, Kylan. How are you doing? And Kylan, your reaction to the Warriors blowing out the Trailblazers by 56 points and getting the six seed. Hello, doing well um, and excited to be here talking about the Golden State Warriors victory and securing a playoff spot. This was huge. The Warriors absolutely need this week coming up. It is critical that they were able to avoid the plan. One reason why this week is needed, first of all, just the team gets a chance to regroup. They get to practice. It's no secret the Warriors are among the older teams in the league, so that extra rest is critical. Also, that gives extra time for Andrew Wiggins to get back in shape and work back into this lineup. So that's one thing I'm super excited about. Wiggins making a return in the playoffs and now having this entire extra week to try to get his body right, get his body ready, scrimmage as, mu as much as possible with the Warriors and to be 100% back come game one of this playoff matchup. So super excited the Dubs avoided the play-in. I think this is critical, like I said, for that reason alone, just the chance that Wiggins can work back into this group and has a full week now to rest, prepare, for, well, for him, the rest of the team resting. For Wiggins, it's going to be ramping up this week. So I think that's super exciting. The Warriors, this is the first time this season the Warriors are going to be at full go. Yeah. Like the only injuries right now on the roster are Ryan Rollins, who has not played a lot this season anyway, the rookie who essentially, you know, is on G League assignment all season. And then Andre Guadala, who I was skeptical about contributing at all when the season yep. started just due to his age and how much he was injured, injured last year. So you've got 13 healthy guys. Andrew Wiggins back in the mix. I think that this is absolutely an exciting time to, to be cheering on the Warriors. And I like this first round matchup. I know we're going to talk about it more, but today's game, the dubs did what they needed to do. I mean, the trailblazers had eight, nine guys out. It, it was not looking good for them. I'm glad the Warriors took care of business though. Did it in dominant fashion and earned themselves the extra week off. And ultimately I think the six seed over the five seed actually is going to be favorable for the Warriors. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's get into it right now. I mean, and there isn't much to talk about in this game other than they yeah. won by 56 points. They set a NBA record for most points in the opening quarter, uh, breaking their own mark uh, and in the process scoring 55 points. Uh, Clay Thompson passed at 300, made three-pointers mark uh, in this game in the first quarter, in fact, finishing with six. He has 301 on his career, only the third player in NBA history to do so. 
uh, after Stephen Curry. And I think, was it Dame Lillard? Is he the other one? I, I actually can't remember uh, off the top of my head. Sounds uh, right, but I'm not positive either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry about that. But I know Clay Thompson becomes the third uh, to do so, leads the NBA in three-pointers made. And I guess when we're playing sound, uh, let's first uh, go to Clay uh, because we now know, again, they're the sixth seed. They're playing the Sacramento Kings in the first round. Uh, the first game will be Saturday night. Uh, an ABC nationally televised broadcast already getting pumped for that. And why don't we listen to Clay Thompson uh, talking about the matchup uh, with the Kings this Saturday? Clay Thompson, this season's three point champion. In fact, what's that going to be like to you, the, um, the two North Colorado fan bases? Oh, that's who we're playing? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's going to be fun, man. First time NBA history. It's going to be really special. Now, I know the Kings fans will be excited. I haven't been in the playoffs in a while, so. They'll be uh, very excited, but that's just great. I mean, great for the NBA, great for Northern California. And uh, it's great for us. We don't have to travel uh, too far, which is very nice because sometimes, you know, flying across the country every other day is exhausting. Yeah, and they avoid the flights. Uh, thank you to the people in the chat for saying James Harden was the other player, uh, mm, and that is correct. Um, yeah, the Clippers game was close, uh, for a long time. They trailed in that game. So, so yeah. people, you, me, everyone else were thinking, wow, it might end up being the Suns. Uh, I, that is not a matchup I was looking forward to. And it's not just the fact that this, let me know if you agree with, or disagree with this uh, assessment. It wasn't just that the Warriors get to play the Kings in the first round instead of the Phoenix Suns. Um, they now play the winner of two versus seven in the second round. And why don't I show this graphic for the people watching on YouTube uh, who get to see uh, the entire playoff scenario here. I don't know if you can see this, but the play-in, which will start, I believe, on Tuesday, uh, will feature the Lakers. Yep. And the, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so, and that's going to feature uh, the 7-8 battle will be Lakers and Timberwolves. The winner of that game will get the seven seed. They play the Memphis Grizzlies in the opening round. And uh, the loser of that game will play the winner of 9-10, the Pelicans and the Thunder. And the winner of that game will determine who is the eighth seed. But th the point is, in my humble opinion, I thought it was a much easier path for the Golden State Warriors, not just to have the Kings in the first round, but now you're likely going to face the Timberwolves, I'm sorry, the, the Grizzlies in the second round, yep. a team you've already beaten just a year ago in the same round, a team that you know you can beat. They have the psychological edge. And I think just as important, Stephen Adams is out for the playoffs. Brandon Clark is out for the playoffs. I know this kid, Kenny Lofton Jr., they brought in uh, from the G League, the G League Player of the Year. He's he's formidable as a big, but not formidable formidable enough to, to worry me uh, in terms of the Warriors finding success. And then you play the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. And yes, I do think the Nuggets will reach the Western Conference Finals, but I'd much rather play them in the Western Conference Finals with Wiggins having two playoff rounds to get his conditioning back, to get his rhythm back, and, and in general, just having this team really find their confidence uh, in terms of winning on the road because they're going to have to be road warriors given they're the sixth seed. Um, you know, I said before the season, this team reminds me a lot of the Houston Rockets. I have a very similar vibe. Uh, the Rockets' second championship team, they were also a sixth seed. Um, but ultimately, to me, Kings, Grizzlies, Nuggets is a lot easier than say uh, Suns, uh, Clippers, or 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 uh, Clippers, or I don't. Is that who they would have played? I guess uh, in the second round. Oh no, no, second round would have been they Nuggets. Would have played the Nuggets. Yeah, which which I don't like at a, at a sooner light. Sorry, I'm tired. And then um and then whoever they play in the Western Conference Finals, I think this is a much easier path. 
And by the way, for someone in the chat, Andre, he kept saying uh, Warriors in five. I'm going to say Warriors in six with the Kings. That's my prediction. I feel strongly about it just because I think they're going to win game six at Chase Center. So that's my spiel. Your thoughts, Kyle? Uh, my spiel is that I completely agree. And the thing is, you know, I know this will be construed as being in some way disrespectful to the Kings, and that is not my intention at all. I agree with your prediction, actually. I think the Warriors take the Kings. I think six games is a good guess. Um, but I think this is a much more favorable matchup than the Phoenix Suns. I I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it. And then in terms of that second round, like you mentioned, I completely agree. I like the Grizzlies matchup much better than the Nuggets. Now that's not to say that anything's a given. I'm not saying that anything's necessarily going to be easy. So by no means am I, I, I saying that I'm just saying when you look at which one's going to be more favorable for the Warriors, based on how these two teams performed, who they mm -hmm. have personnel wise, the styles of the game. I completely agree. I think that Kings Grizzlies looks much better for the Warriors than Suns Nuggets. I, yeah, I'm totally with you. And again, I, I'm already feeling confident in six uh, some people are saying five could happen. I do think the Warriors will beat the Kings though in the first round. I'm, I'm confident of that. The, no disrespect to the Kings, right? And you know, in fact, we'll talk about that when we come back because I, I've already envisioned, I've already seen uh, the, the 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 sights of how the Warriors are going to beat the the Kings. I just think this is a fantastic matchup for Golden State, and it's not going to be a great matchup for Sacramento. We'll talk about that and so much more uh, when we come back. Got to give some love first. Uh, who is our first sponsor? Game time. Uh, one a phenomenal source to uh, to to let me stop sharing first of all. We got to get an overlay here. I am so tired. I'm sorry. My dog pissed the bed at five in the morning last night or earlier than that, but I didn't go to bed till like six because I was cleaning a bed that has piss in it. Um, anyway, so I'm sorry. I'm, my brain is just mush right now. Game time. Uh, new sponsor for us. They're all about finding tickets for you to games that you may otherwise struggle finding tickets for. Perfect example, if you want to use game time, Saturday, Saturday night more specifically, uh, in Sacramento, it's going to be game one of the Kings and the Warriors. Those are probably really hard tickets to find, but this is where game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Uh, they're, they're phenomenal. Their entire premise is you getting the best price, you getting availability, um, and if you find tickets in, let's say, the same section and row for less money than what you pay on game time, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference in price. They have a low price guarantee that includes event cancellation protection. Don't have to worry about that for the Warriors Kings. Uh, but regardless, Game Time is the way to go. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Why don't we listen to Draymond Green talking about the, the playoffs? Um, and 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 after that, uh, Kylan, you and I should also talk about Draymond Green's tweet because uh, he did a little subtle subtweeting today, uh, taking a jab at a certain Timberwolves player who punched one of his teammates. We got to talk about that in a little bit. But first, here is Draymond Green. Uh, saying that your team's going to be judged by not what you do in the regular season, 
but by the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I was on a team that won 73 games and we lost the final game of the season and no one talks about that team. So, um, moral of the story is it does not matter uh, what you do in the regular season. You get to the playoffs, your team will be judged by how you do in the playoffs. No one will... You know, be talking about, oh, they won this many road games or that. No one will care. So just got to go in and take care of, you know, executing the game plan, uh, not not making some of the mistakes that we've made throughout this regular season, really being locked in and focused and, and understanding the road ahead and, and knowing what it takes will help. There you go. Uh, your thoughts, Kylan, on Draymond Green's comments uh about the kings about the postseason and uh and maybe dive into that tweet as well if you want to yeah um i mean <laughs> some people are already bringing up the tweets in in our chat douglas mike says draymond is a clown for clapping back at gobert um and, and draymond green tweeted um saying that insecurity is always loud was that the exact quote yeah. i don't have the tweet up i just was looking at some stats but insecurity is always Correct. loud and and he was and apparently, now you told me the backstory to this because I hadn't been aware of it previously, that Rudy Gobert had tweeted that and somehow referencing Draymond following a, a game earlier in the season. And then Draymond responded to that in regards to Rudy Gobert getting thrown out of the Jazz game after he threw a punch at a teammate. Um, it was caught on film and now is circulating on Twitter and going viral. Um so, you know, I don't know if you think that some people uh, apparently in the chat think that Draymond maybe shouldn't have even touched that or that it was classless. I don't know, but it is what it is. It's sports. I yeah. personally love when Draymond claps back at people. I think it's hilarious. So that's my two cents. No, I agree, um, man. People are, are so, just, I don't believe in being uptight. I don't like being uptight. So what if Draymond clapped back? He's having fun, man. Lighten up, people. I, I think it was it was hilarious and funny. Um, so, and that's what Draymond Green did. And yes, the Timberwolves, uh, uh, had an unusual day today because Rudy Gobert, uh, is sent into the locker room after he punches, uh, his teammate, Kyle Anderson, uh, after numerous teammates, uh, Carl Anthony Towns included, were criticizing Gobert for not falling back defensively to help. Um, Gobert decides he's had enough, throws like a super weak punch. Um, immediately after the punch, yeah. kind of backs up and runs away, uh, goes to the locker room soon after that. And then uh, his teammate, who was a Jaden McDaniels, is that his name? Um, punched yeah. a wall in the same game and broke his hand, um, which is just insane. Uh, you know, I, yeah. So that was the drama going on there in Minnesota Timberwolves land. But it's the Warriors and the Kings. And I'm going to. Did I say jazz? I meant Timberwolves. Oh my God. Right. Wow. Talk about being tired. Right. Yeah, we're both, we're I, both, yeah, we're, our brains are both fried today. So apologies in advance. Folks. Yeah, I got, I woke up at 5 a.m. two consecutive days. Today was the first day I didn't. I slept 12 hours last night. Ooh. And you know how when you sleep a long time that you get like bad brain fog? Like that's me today. My brain has been like, <laughs> moving super slow oh, i'm with you i'm believe me i'm with you but anyways yes yeah, i meant the wolves the timberwolves game it was a mess um and that video if you want to look it up it's on twitter i it was a weak punch i like that you mentioned that it was a weak punch and someone else also pointed out that he like backed away and ran away after the fact yeah he did and, <laughs> he did yeah. i don't know that's kind of a weak move to me but you know whatever. um so uh warriors kings and let me know kylan if you think uh or what you think about my reasoning for why the Warriors are going to take care of business. It could even be five games. I just don't, I just don't know if the Warriors are going to win a five game series is going to require the Warriors to win twice in Sacramento. 
I just don't know if the Warriors are there yet as a road team. Maybe they are. Um, but the Sacramento Kings' success relies so largely on De'Aaron Fox, uh, who, by the way, I, I gave love to in MVP voting. Uh, and we'll another and in another show, Kyle and you and I will uh, reveal uh, who we voted for in the first annual Locked On NBA Awards. Um, uh, but De'Aaron Fox, I gave him love in the season of regular season awards. He deserves it. Uh, the Sacramento Kings finished as the third best team in the Western Conference. Uh, Sabonis deserves the accolades. But the truth of the matter is the Sacramento Kings are still one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. And offensively, if you shut down De'Aaron Fox, if you shut down Sabonis, and you shut down Herter, the Kings will not beat you. That is that is their offense. That is the core of it. And the Warriors have answers for that. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, who's going to guard him? I don't know. Gary Payne II. Uh, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who basically is this year's Otto Porter Jr., um, and is a fantastic defender, just slightly shorter than what Otto Porter Jr. was. Um, but they have the, the, the personnel. Sabonis, who's going to guard him? I don't know. Draymond Green, one of the greatest defenders in the history of the game. Not to mention Wiggins will be back for this series, and he's a fantastic defender. Um, Herter, who's going to defend him? Anyone. The Warriors are their identity is defense even if they had a, a, a subpar season this year defensively even though they ramped it up at, toward the end of the year and and the numbers are not as bad as they were early on um and we'll we'll cover all that those details in future shows the warriors defense will be able to handle the sacramento kings as good as they are uh and then on the other side of it how are the kings going to stop the warriors how is sabonis going to stop anyone um darren fox is unknown for being a notoriously great defender and you know they're going to pick on him to wear him down so that he's not as efficient offensively. And shooting percentages across the board go down in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if the Kings have the shooting to, that can sustain their, their offense in the postseason when buckets are a lot harder to find. Um, I just think this is going to be, this is the perfect matchup for the Warriors. I think they're going to just pick on Sabonis and Fox defensively, wear them down on that side of the ball. Uh, so that on the other side, they're not as effective offensively, referring again to Fox and Sabonis. And then look, the Warriors have Stephen Curry. Clay Thompson is playing at the peak of his offensive powers, and he's doing okay defensively. Wiggins is coming back. Looney is one of the premier centers in the game now. Draymond Green is still at the peak of his powers. Never mind the bench that has suddenly arisen. Jonathan Kaminga looks amazing. Moses Moody's probably going to get some time. And he had a fantastic game today with 25 points. So I, I'm confident, incredibly confident, that the Golden State Warriors will take care of business against the Sacramento Kings. And that's just a, a small picture of why I think that's the case. I also don't think the, the Kings have the depth uh, to, to, to carry themselves deep into the playoffs. I know I'm coming off like a Kings hater. I apologize for that, Sac fans. Um, but just, just the Warriors, I think, are just a far superior team, and they're going to win this series, I think, in six, maybe five. Uh, but six is my prediction. Kylan, uh, do you want to answer uh, your turn in terms of who's going to play in terms of the matchup? Or do you want to do, do a commercial first? What, what are you thinking? We'll tease that. I'll, I'll have my thoughts on the matchup after. I just have been looking at my phone because I've been looking at a couple different stats um, and trying to find some statistical evidence uh, to back up my points. But let's do so. We'll, we'll do that coming up in just a moment after the break. <laughs> Sounds good. Absolutely. For, and, and first, we're going to talk about the, tease. Yeah, the perfect tease. Uh, and first, we're going to talk about Built Bar, uh, a sponsor who we have no copy for. And the, the network is just relying on our on our memory. And, and look, all I can tell you about Built Bar is if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build muscle, it is the way the way to go. Because despite the incredibly yummy flavors like cookies and cream, churro, uh, the peanut butter flavors, um, 
they also only have on average four grams of sugar. They also only have on average 130 calories, yet they're packing on average 17 grams of protein per bar. Um, they taste good. They make you feel full. So if you're trying not to eat too much um, to lose weight, it does the job, especially for those late night munchies in case that you're struggling with that. Um, and they're available in stores. Whether you go to Walmart, whether you go to Sam's Club, you can buy a, a, a box of four bars, a box of 13 bars. And of course, you can go visit their website, built.com. Try it today, built. It is yummy and kind of good for you. I think it's really good for you. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I don't know if I did that earlier. Uh, promote your social media channels at Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Kylan, your thoughts on Warriors Kings' immediate reaction uh, opening round. Um, I'm excited about it because, as I mentioned, I think this is going to be an advantageous uh, matchup for the Warriors. Uh, just looking back at how these two teams finished throughout the season, Warriors went 3-1 and one in the matchup. That one loss came in November, early to mid-November. I can't remember the exact date. I was just trying to look up that information. But that was very early in the season, and the Warriors struggled. Like, that first month and a half was absolutely brutal. I mean, they just came out the gate. I think there is something to be said for that championship hangover and the slow start to the season they didn't have a long time in the offseason mm -hmm. lost a couple of key role players in the offseason we're still really struggling to figure out that rotation that's going to work and to solidify that second unit um and so that's one reason why i feel like the warriors ended up losing that game but the fact that they've won um the last three matchups and then also looking back at that game the loss Steph Curry and Klay Thompson combine on average for more than 51 points in when the Warriors do win. They combine for 43 points in that matchup. And I think that when Klay and Steph are playing at their best, they are unstoppable. I mean, it is so difficult for any defense to lock down not one, but two great three-point shooters. And the Warriors are the second best three-point shooting team in the NBA. Not to lock down one, but to lock down two. Then you've also got Jordan Poole. Had a nice performance mm -hmm. today, put up some big numbers. Dante DiVincenzo can knock down threes from outside the line. And you look at the Warriors playing against one of the bottom eight defenses in the NBA. I just think it's going to be too much for the Kings. The Warriors haven't played well defensively on the road, but at home they've actually played good defense and their defensive rating is still like middle of the pack to just over right. the middle of the pack in the NBA. Kings are much, much lower. And like I said, the big issue for the Warriors has been road defense more than home defense their home defensive numbers are actually still strong they're one of the best defenses in the nba the last couple of seasons so i think if it comes down to two teams that can score a lot of points whose defense is going to hold up better i feel like the warriors are in a better position they also added gary payton the second after the all-star break and he's been injured so he's just been mixed back into the lineup so the warriors should have a much improved defense they've been playing without andrew wiggins since the all-star break so there you have two of the warriors best defensive players just coming back and being reintegrated into the lineup so to me the warriors defense should be much improved from where they were earlier in the season or even just midway through the season your two best defenders are coming back and to me that's going to be critical as you mentioned shutting down De'Aaron fox shutting down demontis sabonis but when you bring in those guys, the Warriors, I mean, it's just crazy to me. The Warriors have been playing without Andrew Wiggins since the All-Star break. Wow. Their best 3 and D guy, two-way player. I know, yeah, isn't that crazy? crazy. Yeah, you... Their best 
their best. He played one game after the all-star break and then is when he took his personal leave. So, you know, your best two-way player, three and D guy, one of your best defenders who typically is that lockdown player guarding the opponent's best player. He hasn't been playing with the Warriors at all. So you're putting him back in the mix. So I just feel good that the Warriors defense is going to hold up better than the Kings, which have had one of the worst defenses in the NBA. And I think both these teams are teams that can score a lot of baskets. Um, so I am very excited. Yeah, I, I'm super excited as well. And again, that starts Saturday. I was just checking out the FanDuel Sportsbook and the line has not come out yet for that series. I'm very curious to see what the odds makers or how the odds makers feel about Warriors Kings. Um, I, I want to mention this as well. Uh, in terms of personal accomplishments, the Golden State Warriors um, are the first team in NBA history to have three backcourt players average 20 or more points per game simultaneously in a single season. Uh, Stephen Curry finished the year averaging 29.4 points per game, still going strong at 35. Uh, Clay Thompson finished the season averaging 21.9 points per game. Uh, and then Jordan Poole averaged 20.4, um, which is, those are, those are fantastic numbers. So kudos to the Golden State Warriors for that. Um, we saw Jermichael Green in today's game. Do you think that means anything? Does that mean that he's out of the doghouse and that, uh, he might play in the postseason. Any thoughts on the on the postseason rotations, Kylan? Yeah, I do have a few thoughts on the rotations as well as what we saw today. I know we didn't talk too much about today's game. To be honest, it was kind of a sneeze yeah. fest, 50-plus points. I mean, you know, not a lot to get super excited about down the stretch other than the Warriors dominating, um, you know, is I like what we saw from Moses Moody. And I know he's a player we talked about a lot, but I think he could be used in certain situations in the postseason. I think he's earned some more opportunities, and I hope he gets one at that right time in a rotation in the playoffs. And remember last year, like Steve Kerr trusted him to insert him in postseason games in like the fourth quarter. Uh, but I was very impressed with Moses Moody's uh, play today. I can't remember what his final numbers were. I tweeted them out, but like 25 points. He was a team best plus 39, had a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, or one really pretty like no look over the head pass to, to Anthony Lamb, who was cutting down the lane. Um, so that was that was another thought I had on today's game that I'd wanted to yeah. mention. Um, in terms of JMG, I don't dislike him either, given certain situations uh, or just depending on the matchup, because he does give the Warriors size. When he's hitting threes, he also can help spread the floor. Um, so I'm not opposed to JMG being up for discussion. I don't know why he's been DNP'd so often lately. I actually thought he was starting to play better. Um, and Same. I personally like him over Anthony Lamb in, in certain situations. Same. So... Um, we'll just have to see. But when you look at the playoff rotation, I mean, to me, obvious off the bench, you've got Dante DiVincenzo. And this is with Andrew Wiggins back. So, again, like this is a Warriors team that is going to be stronger than we've seen them this entire second half of the season. So you've got Andrew Wiggins back in the starting lineup. I like the Warriors starters. They won the championship last season. Don't fix it if it's not broken. If and this is a big if Andrew Wiggins is back in 100 percent, because I know a week still, you know, who knows how his body responds when getting back into, you know, that full go playing with Andrew Wiggins healthy. Let's say, you know, if we're looking at two weeks from now where the Warriors are at, I hope that it is that same starting lineup. Then off the bench, you've got Dante DiVincenzo, no brainer, uh, Jordan Poole, no brainer to me. Jonathan Kaminga has earned himself a spot oh, yeah. and they need the size and athleticism of, jo of Jonathan oh, Kaminga. Yeah. I actually have talked to some people who, fans, media members, maybe who are like, eh, you know, I don't know that I a hundred percent trust Jonathan Kaminga because he has had some off games. Yeah. But I disagree with that. Um, I think that Jonathan Kaminga absolutely has to be in that rotation. And then you've got Gary Payton, the second lockdown defender. They're going to need his perimeter defense. Um, you know, especially against some of these Kings guards. So I, 
think that already, there you go, that's nine players. And you look at that nine, and I think it's a great nine. Um, compared to last season, for example, like maybe Otto Porter Jr. would have been in that nine. I think John, Jonathan Kaminga is now in that group, and he can help fill that void in terms of size. Now, I've been one to say all season that I still am a little concerned the Warriors don't have a backup center, but if they stay healthy, Kavon Looney, please do not let anything happen to you. Draymond <laughs> Green, do not let anything happen to you. Jonathan Kaminga, do not let anything happen to you. Because that's my only concern is looking at the second unit of Gary Payton the second, Dante DiVincenzo, Jordan Poole. Like that's a small True. group. And that's where I think that JMG could absolutely come into come in handy and, and be very useful. Again, I don't know why he hasn't gotten almost any playing time late in the season, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Like, would you be opposed to seeing JMG to provide some of that size in the No, I've been, I've been perplexed as well over uh, Kerr's decision to DNP him, and, and Kerr addressed it. He was asked about it, and he said with Gary Payne the second back, um, Jermichael Green was the initial uh, casualty uh, in terms of minute distribution. But then, um, you know, the, the, that game where Anthony Lamb started, I think that was Kerr's eye-opening moment where he was like, yeah, I don't know about him being <laughs> a rotation piece in the postseason. I'm glad he just he figured that out before the season ended. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely back on, on, on board the Steve Kerr train. And I would like to see Jermichael Green. He's a veteran. He, he has size. He's 6'9", and... And he's strong, right? So he, at a minimum for mm -hmm. rebounding purposes, for, for shot blocking pur purposes, he still spaces the floor as a three-point threat. People will not abandon him. And he's not a bad three-point shooter. He's just dealing with that wrist injury that uh, makes him somewhat inconsistent from beyond the arc. Uh, no, but I absolutely love it. And I, and I wouldn't mind Moses Moody getting some minutes in the postseason. He did start, uh, I think, three games last year in the Western Conference Finals against Dallas. Um, so if he gets minutes, again, that 7-1 wingspan defensively helps. Uh, he's starting to show what he can do offensively. He's much more athletic than people have given him credit for. Um, he's explosive. He's a, he's a terrific player. I, by the way, le seeing Lester Quinones out there today, I, I, I think the future is bright for that player as well. Um, the future is just bright period. Uh, there's so many young players on this team to be excited for in, in three, four five years, but in the present, the Warriors are pursuing a world championship. Um, few things to wrap things up here. Again, uh, the, the play in schedule, uh, starts Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be Hawks and Heat for the early game, Timberwolves and Lakers for the second game. And then uh, on Wednesday, it's going to be the Bulls at the Raptors, followed by the Thunder at New Orleans. And then on Friday, uh, you'll have the final game to determine the eight seed. And that's going to be the, the loser of the Minnesota Lakers game versus the winner of the Thunder Pelicans game. That's going to be your eight seed uh, in the West. And then for the East, it's going to be uh, the loser of the Heat-Hawks game versus the winner of the Raptors-Bulls game. And that's going to determine who's going to be uh, the eighth seed. Um, so, but yeah, just, I mean, what a season, Kylan. This is just an absolutely wild and insane year. Um, and here we are. I, I it's, it didn't, it, Steve Kerr described it as tumultuous in the post yeah. game today, and he's absolutely right. It's been tumultuous. It's been a roller coaster yeah. ride. But with this Warriors team and the veterans they have, if they can get that momentum going now and click now, I mean, sky's the limit. You never absolutely. know. I never count out the Warriors. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so so. My prediction is uh, Warriors and six for the opening round. I've been saying this for a while. I, I'm confident about it. Do you have a prediction uh, for the Warriors Kings? Um, as far as like scores or just, I think Warriors in six. And I like that prediction. I, again, don't mean to discredit the Kings, but I think the Warriors have the edge in this matchup. I think they have the experience in this matchup. I think the Warriors vets are going to come and show up to play, which is something they haven't done necessarily in the regular season. Mm -hmm. 
but they know it's go time. This is a group that knows how to turn it on. They have a lot of experience. They have postseason experience as opposed to this Kings group that is going to be experiencing a lot of this for the first time. Absolutely. And I think it does make a difference. Knowing how to win and close out postseason series is a different skill. It's a different feel and it's a completely different environment yep. than what you deal with in the regular season. So I do think having that experience in those situations is going to make a difference for the Warriors. I, I totally agree. I, I'm excited. The, the real season starts. The Warriors Invitational. That's a nickname a lot of people give it. Um, and, and by the way, on a, on a totally other note, uh, again, we've, we've talked about hyping this show up in terms of uh, increasing subscribers because the more subscribers we have, uh, the, the, the bigger, Kylan, your role in this show. So uh, we mentioned that if we get to 8,000 subscribers, Kylan, you're going to be with me three days a week, um, if you want, of course. Uh, and then uh, if we get to 10,000 subscribers, four days, 12,000, you and I are permanent co-hosts five days a week. Again, if you want that, um, uh, it's, but, uh, so right now, uh, we're at, we're the numbers growing. We're at 7,120 subscribers. Um, so we're getting there. All right, Kylan, are, are you, are you up for it? Are you, are you going to have the energy? And yeah. Oh yeah. I told you I'm in, I'm in. So keep, <laughs> keep subscribing, keep sharing. Someone just asked in the chat if, um, Someone just asked in the chat if Curry finished the season 50, 40, 90. So I was trying to just look sure. it up because he was he was very close, but his field goal percentage I know was right around four. It was like lingering under 50. Did no. he get it? Uh, no, he you did know? not get it. He just he just missed it. Um, his final uh, percentages, I'll pull that up right now. No, he. I, I heard Bob Fitzgerald kind of comment on that as well. Um, he finished this mm. season – uh, shooting 49.2% from the field. So his free throw. Ooh, that's what I was saying. I knew that field goal percentage was yeah. going to be the issue because he was very close. Yeah, he just missed out. But um, but nonetheless, look, for, for Stephen Curry, he's 35 years old, still at the peak of his powers. Um, and, and this postseason, for me, a, a huge reason why I, this season has been frustrating in a lot of regards, given how much they struggled, is I, 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 I am just clamoring for Stephen Curry to get that fifth title because if he if he gets ring number five, it puts him in a stratosphere with such few other players in terms of all-time greatness. He's on Mount Rushmore, in my humble opinion, as the best point guard in NBA history. The stakes are high in terms of legacy, and I want to see Steph uh, reach that, and he's still at the peak of his powers. I'm so stoked for him. Um, before you go, we, we go, uh, and thank you, Angelou Roy, for the, for the very... Thank you, Angelou. Yeah, a few chats real quick uh, I want to get to before we, we leave. Um, Joshua Pickett wrote, Why do you guys think Mike Brown sat his starters against the dub, dubs but played them all today? Kylan, do you have an answer for that or any opinions? That's actually a good question um, because I did notice that. And because you'd have to assume against the Warriors since they locked in that third seed and they knew they pretty much knew at that point the second seed was out of hand that there would be no reason. And they wanted to rest DeMontis. You mentioned Kevin and uh, Deer and Fox. Um, my only thought is that he wanted them to get a little bit, a little bit of momentum and chemistry before the playoffs. I mean, like you mentioned that as being a factor with the, the um, Suns, for example, Cyrus, since they haven't played together a lot, which I could see. But it doesn't really make sense because the Kings haven't had the level of injury issues like the Suns have had. We're like literally, and especially with Kevin Durant just joining the team, you know, in February, him not being healthy. So that entire group really hasn't played together for any stretch. That's not the case with the Kings. So I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, someone just commented gamesmanship more than likely. And yeah, I mean, I guess gamesmanship, um, who knows, but I'm very excited. And we didn't even get to touch on um, Mike Brown facing Steve right? Kerr now in the postseason a year after taking over the Kings as the head coach 
he should be the coach Agreed. of the year. Um, I do think that given uh, his coaching ability and given the, how familiar these two coaches are with each other, I'm very curious to see who comes out on top and what should be a chess match because these are two great coaches in the NBA. And Mike Brown was a huge factor in the Warriors postseason success. He came up with a lot of schemes. He was involved in a lot of what the Warriors did to win last year's championship, especially, um, you know, you, you people forget. And I know people people actually criticize Mike Brown briefly. But when Steve Kerr went out with COVID last year in the postseason, like oh, yeah. Mike Brown had to lead the right. group. And some people are like, oh, the Warriors didn't look as good under him, whatever. Um, but like he had to step in. And I remember during his interview, uh, Mike Brown didn't find out until like, game time like before the game that he'd like step in for for uh steve kerr with COVID, like it was like a last 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 minute decision so anyways my point is just that i think these two coaches know each other well they're two great coaches and that's going to make this a lot totally fun. And, and another thing to add to that is also besides the gamesmanship aspect is the kings just two days earlier had played back-to-back -back games so given that they that's given true. that they learned before the start of that game that they, the third seed was locked in they had nothing really to play for um, I think part of the decision making also was why risk injury? Let's just rest our important players, give them some reps in, uh, for the Sunday game, and then here and then Saturday uh, the, the real season begins. So um, foul Sharpton, uh, Indica all day, just because I'm not a daytime puffer. Uh, you know, I, I don't I want to be functional. Um, and Sativa is just a waste of money, in my humble opinion. But that's just me. Uh, anything else, Kyle? Before we wrap it up, anything we should uh, be touching on? Are we are we good? We ready? Nope. There we go. It. So thank you everyone um, for joining us. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they got the sixth seed. That's the one that they really needed. Bruce Morrow writes, do I like Kerr again? I never dislike Kerr. We just had a very fundamental difference uh, regarding who should be playing this year. And I'll add this. If the Warriors win a fifth title this year, you're never going to hear me criticize Kerr again on this show. Ever. Ever. He will be persona amazing to me if this happens so if he does it this year this will be the best coaching job of his freaking career easily. so i'll, I'll support that. and plus again I, what i'm seeing now i'm fine with like he's playing the players that i thought he should have been playing all season We're, moody's getting his reps we saw jamichael green today i'm actually happy with him so no anthony lamb i know you were a fan of that too <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so. not until garbage time anyway. <laughs> exactly so and yes foul sharpton we will cover the nba the finals this year we'll, we'll be well it's a daily show no matter what so uh count on seeing us a lot thank you so much everyone kylan thank you get some rest i'm gonna get some rest as well go warriors and we'll be back at it all week so follow us on twitter at locked on dubs to find out who the guests are what time we're going to be hosting um until then congrats to the warriors 6c that's what they wanted and Kylan, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.